man. Thank y'all for joining the podcast. That's it. Yeah, That's man. Do you even want to go into the episode? <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be the shortest podcast This ever. might be the longest podcast ever, actually, if we go into a topic. I, 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 I actually don't care. I'm okay. not going to stop it. Well, Before we go, because I know we're about to get started. Um, As always, this podcast is on all streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, It's under He's the Pastor. I'm the Rapper Podcast. Um. If you are listening to this right now, please rate and review us. It helps us. It helps yeah. people find us. With that being said, I think the last time we had nine ratings, we now have 11 ratings. So shout out to y'all for everyone who took the time out to um, rate us. We're all five stars, and we thank you for that. Um, we have another review from someone named Edge X. Um, the title of it is Blessing. It said, it's such a blessing as a Christian and rap fan to have this podcast to hear fellow believers speak on topics I don't get to with current circles. Keep it. It says two fellas, but I'm pretty sure he meant to say keep it up, fellas. Okay. Exclamation mark. So thank you, Edge X. Thank you for everyone who took the time out to rate us. And please rate and review this podcast. It helps us out yeah, so much. Definitely helps us out. Definitely helps us out. So y'all know this is the He's the Pastor. I'm the Rapper podcast. And one of the things we talk about a lot is the church. It's about Christian hip-hop about artistry about culture and ty and i we're having a conversation and we were wondering if we could go deeper in this conversation yeah. about the relationship or the lack of relationship there we go i don't know <laughs> between the church and christian artists yeah and when we say christian artists or musicians or musicians yeah. well i, I kind of include them as artists Got you. you know you're right you're right you're right but like you know i have always i, I think growing up um, I always saw some of the best artists and the best musicians come out of churches. Like, I mean, whoever it was who could sing, who could blow. I remember being in high school and hearing girls sing and thinking like, yo, she can sing. And then you see her at First Baptist, such and such. And you're like, oh, that's why she could sing. She yep. came from the church or like the dude who could shed on the set. Bro was always or the keys or, or the keys. You want the best keys players? Boy, Go boys. to a church. <laughs> they only perfectly a Baptist church. Don't yeah. keys. That's <laughs> right. Hit that with the elbow. <laughs> All kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, I always felt like I always felt like the church produced the best musicians. But then, like as a pastor, I've kind of struggled like figuring that whole thing out. Like we don't have currently, we don't have musicians at our church. And we know other churches Slap in the face to me Keep talking <laughs> <laughs> Well We don't have Musicians Not artists We have artists at our church Okay We don't have musicians at our church Alright um, And Ty is in our church But he has not performed yet So That's on him um, <laughs> But yeah man And I didn't realize it Until I got older That there was kind of like Like an unspoken riff Between artists and or and musicians in the church. Had you observed that? Like, have you experienced that or seen that? With musicians, yeah. So, like, um, for the musicians, it seems like it's like a work for hire. Like, um, the, the musicians usually at the church, they're there just to... That's the culture. Yeah, they, they, like the drummers, specifically the drummers and the key, the, the, the keys um, player, that they, they have them, they'll pay them. To be there for the services And then after that You don't really see them Like serving I'm not knocking y'all This is just my um, Observation Yeah my observation of it So please If there's ones Out there doing that Thank you But for what I've seen um, You see them 
they're there for you know two maybe three services they get paid and they're out and you can tell they're not really involved with the church or with what with, with, uh, what's going on with the pastor preaching or whatnot because after they're done doing what they were paid to do they're like on their phones or yeah. they're, you know they're, they're not really there it's they're, they're there to do their job but that's what they were paid to do so yeah have you seen the clip that went viral recently of i think it was uh paul morton bishop paul morton i don't even and know who that is oh you don't know who bishop paul morton is i don't and i i don't know if i'm supposed to know. okay i'm not gonna shame you you know who pj morton is yes okay his father. His father. I'll put it together, yeah. guys. I did it. But Bishop Paul Morton is a huge, I mean, he's a really big name pastor in the black church. But there was this clip that went viral recently because he was in the pulpit preaching. And I think the musicians were like leaving. And he just like started going after him like, nah, y'all need to hear this too. I'm sick of this. You know, he just goes in on him. <laughs> and that's not my first time seeing something like that, you know. And I just remember reading the comments and it was so split. Like there were some people usually the pastors who were like, nah, I don't see nothing wrong with what he did. And then there were some people who were like, a pastor, just because you're a pastor don't mean you could talk to people like that. And uh. you know, the music, musicians do so much for the church and without the church, you wouldn't even have, you know, uh, without the musicians, you wouldn't even have a church. And man, it was like wildly interesting to me. I hate that you haven't seen that clip. I should have showed you that clip before we started But you know, talking. I'm gonna clip it up. I'm glad you said that. I'm gonna clip it up and I'm gonna Insert watch it. Insert clip here. <laughs> Nah, we still rolling. <laughs> I had to go along Yo, with. if you're listening on Spotify or whatever your, your, your listening platform is. I apologize. Is, I apologize. Shameless plug coming out this Friday. Keep talking, Yeah, my this brother. Friday. But, um, but, man, like, man, you spoke to something that's really, I think it's my experience, too, is, like, seeing this culture of this work for hire thing. Yeah. You know, where, if uh, well, at least in Daytona, at least in Central Florida, like, it is, like, you know, the first question is, are you available? And then the first question they respond with is how much, how much you, yep. how much you paying, you know? And unfortunately, if you're a smaller church or you're a church plant and you don't have a big budget, you don't really have the opportunity to get quality musicians, you know, because, you know, you can't pay as much. And there are some musicians, honestly, out there that are getting paid way more than I am, like, as a pastor, like get paid way more than I am. So I have a hard time, like just kind of like figuring out what it should be like. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to speak on the, I guess the Christian perspective of it. I, in a perfect Christian world, I think we should be looking out for the people that serving in the church that has uh, some kind of music inclination and putting those people in those positions but outside of that perfect Christian world I see why pastors do the work for hire because you want music of excellence being played yeah um I can see the downside of that too is like all right it, it it'd be so much better if you guys were like really like you had a heart for the church you serve yeah. for the church and you're doing this that would be so great but for the pastors they're, they're, they're trying to set the tone for worship and you you want it to be done in excellence so you know it, yeah like you risk you can have someone that's in the church doing it that you know they probably took some some piano lessons in, in high school or something like that someone who could keep beat on on, on the drums and it's like it could get done but is it going to be like yeah. the greatest yeah if you want the greatest 
they may not be in your church, so you may have to go do some. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's, it's a dichotomy there, man. It's like the NBA. It's like whoever got the most money, <laughs> yeah. we about to make this super team. Like, come on. Exactly. You on the keys, here go your 50. Here go, you on the drum, here go your 25. You know, it's like they paying everybody. Like, I know. Right. I, I remember talking to a guy, and he said, when you're budgeting for your church, you budget your pastor's salary, and then after that, you budget your musicians. Wow. And then everything else. And he's like, if you want the experience, you got to do it that way. And I remember thinking like, yo, that's kind of whack. It's extremely whack. But I'm just going to be honest with y'all. We tried it. We tried the opposite, I would say, of like not wanting. Me as in identity. Identity. Meeting three times a week on Zoom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One time time a week in person. Just check us out. Just check us out on our website, identitydaytona.org. Bro, don't mess my spill up. I do this. I ain't did it in the past two episodes. Because the schedule might change. That's the only reason why I say that. But by the time they hear this, it might be different. I'm sorry. I apologize coming up July 2nd. There we go with the plug. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, But we tried to do it without, you know, without bringing in big time musicians that we had to pay a lot. Right. And. People just aren't attracted to that. You know what I mean? Unless they just have a deep, deep love for Jesus and they just don't care. You know, like, and I think that comes a little bit with spiritual maturity where you can say, I'm willing to lack a little bit in worship so that I can be around a community of people who believe in the word and, you know, are are actively doing things um, uh, as a church family. But for the most part, yo, people be like, yo, I want to hear good preaching and good worship. Like yeah. that's they don't want to like they don't want to pull away from that. Is that a problem? All. I think it is. I definitely think I it is. I feel like and because of society, especially in I don't want to even say this black culture, church culture in America, the two things people go to church for is the preaching and the praise and worship like yep. you said. That's and why people that's what people think church is. Yeah, that's why that's why you see guys like Chandler Moore, Jonathan McReynolds, um, all of these big name gospel artists will get pulled into these huge churches, you know, because they know one, they can get paid a lot of money to be there. And then two, it's like a wild amount of exposure for them. Right. So it's like if I'm an independent gospel artist right now, the best thing I can do is get into a mega church because you're building that fan base right there. And you can put out a record and you have like, let's say Chandler Moore. Um, if he's at a mega church that's averaging 15,000 people a weekend, it's almost a guarantee that 10,000 people are going to be listening to his music, right? So you got an automatic fan base. Now, I mean, I'm not demonizing any of this. We're just breaking it down. Like we're talking Correct. through it. Um, but I want to get another perspective too. And the other perspective is for pastors, um, it's really tough. Like, because we want to care for the body. Like, we don't want to, we don't want to hire an external thing to do something for the body that should be happening within the body. And I think, um, I think where my argument would lie would be, or where I kind of struggle with it and where my argument would fall is thinking about how God designed how worship should happen when everything was organized in the temple. Right. So you get these musicians that are um, there to serve the body, but these musicians are not paid. These musicians are a part of the priesthood. The musicians were typically Levites. 
well, if you're a Levite, what do you know about what the Levites receiving of their inheritance? Levites didn't get land. They didn't get an opportunity to build wealth. What they got was an opportunity to be cared for by the people. Yeah. So I do believe in two things. I think musicians should be cared for by the people if, if, if they are performing in a way that is actually shepherding the people towards worship, which means they have to be involved. Correct. Like they have to be a part of the community because if they're not, they're just work for hire. They're just hired hands. And the Bible doesn't really give us a description for that. You know, like even in the New Testament, it paints the picture that whomever's there is just, yo, if it's 10 of us here and nobody, you know, is an excellent piano player, they didn't have a piano back then, but we just all lift our voices. Like we just do congregational worship. And I think on one hand, churches have to be less afraid of that. And then on the other hand, um, churches have to be more willing to say, if you're going to be here, you're going to be a part of what we're doing. And that's um, a, I, I think that's a bold, it's a bold um, stance. And I would love to see that. I, bro, I mean, I don't know if I'm biased. Like, I love the way that we do it. Like, I I, I know we, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll have the praise of worship, you know, via YouTube or um I forgot your boy name. He was talking in the Facebook Live, but if if he wants to lead praise to worship, yeah. Kobe, like yeah, it may not be the greatest thing, but it's like you still appreciate it because like bro, like I know you, like you're serving with us, so it's like I don't know, I don't know if that's maybe just my personality, yeah. just how I like things, but it's like it, it it just feels so much better because the people that's leading praise to worship, if it's not from the YouTube, it's for someone that, that's serving with but, the body. So here's my question though. I mean, I know you appreciate it. I think I appreciate it. What about the visitor, the guest who walks that's in? Where, that, that's where it, it could go south. So yeah. it's like, because again, because of church culture in America or in the West, the two things that people go to church for is the preaching and the praise and worship. Yeah. So like you say, if you have, when we get the connect finally open and say we are doing that, we got Kobe up there, but someone is who's, they're used to the theatrics when it's, you know, praise yeah. and worship, the lights dim down. You need, a, you midi, you need a, a Chandler Moore. Yeah, you, you like, Shout you need out to Chandler that. Moore. <laughs> like, if you don't have that, it's like, dang, like, the preacher was phenomenal, but praise the worship, yeah. I, I ain't really feel it. So it's like people who actually not go to a church if the praise of worship is there. And yeah. it's like, I don't What about, though, um, let's let's flip it on his head, because I've heard other musicians say uh, that that pastors and churches pimp out. Uh, um, musicians and they don't care for the musicians well they don't care for their needs and they don't you know do anything for them um, that is valuable like what do you how do you speak to that especially you as an artist and you as a person who you know cares about your craft and all of that um, this man care more about the bible <laughs> I care more about the bible but I, I, I guess it it's about to get touchy because Okay, <laughs> let me turn the music down. Nah, because of the, the the churches that have all right, you guys, again, I'm a part of a Christian hip hop collective. We go out to churches um to minister, perform minister. And it seems like as Christian hip hop artists, we get the low end of the stick. Mm. Um for example, if someone if a if a John Wiles was coming 
and going to another church. Nine times out of ten, they're going to give him the opportunity to minister in front of the congregation mm. to lead praise and worship or whatnot. So John Wiles ain't got to got to entertain the youth group. That's got, what yeah, like it, it's like if we come to the church, we will automatically vacation Bible school. You got the Wednesday night, so when the you know when the adults they're in the main service, you could go to the the youth on Wednesday nights. Yeah, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like. We're adults ourselves. We're young adults ourselves. And yeah. it's like, again, it's fun, but it's like our music is not just for the for the youth, but it's like hip because hip hop is demonized. Mm-hmm. I don't think the church has fully accepted Christian hip hop as yeah. a um as a thing that's gonna minister to the the church overall. They're still trying to work that out. So it's like, yeah, you could come in here, but we're gonna put you to the youth. And that is kind of disheartening. Like, I, I, let me, I go ahead. Let me push against that a little bit. Could it not just be that hip hop is so young as a as a art form, right? So, like, if we're thinking about hip, not Christian hip hop, which is even younger, but hip hop in itself is only about 40 years old, 40, 45 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's a young art form. Like, could it be that the church is just trying to catch up to what? This very young art form is, but bro, hold on. I, I, it's kind of hard. To, to, I hear that argument, but I don't know. I'm processing it right now. Think about rap. It's only what maybe ten years older than hip hop. Well, well, no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm not separating rap and hip hop. I'm saying like hip hop in general. So like, if we think about the the creation of the hip hop era, what happens, which happens in the late 70s, right? Correct. Um, so that would make it about 43, 44, 45 years old. Correct. Rap comes, you know, like what we think of rap comes a couple years later. And then Christian rap comes probably about 15 years after that. So all of that is still pretty young. Like we think of 45 years for a, a entity that's been um, around for two thousand years, but look at mainstream music in the in the totality of of like mainstream music and really start popular. You know, like people listening and taking their music the way we take you know via radio and movies and stuff like that was around maybe like the twenties and the thirties. Film because film was like taking off in the twenties, so I say even the thirties. So it's only it's only like forty. Music in general, the way we take in music, mainstream, mm-hmm. it's only like twenty or thirty more, twenty or thirty years older than um, hip hop in itself. So yeah. it's like I hear that argument, but it's music at the. I yeah, can, but I, I, but the reason why I say that is because if you look at trends in music in the church, the church is almost always late on everything. So like you get jazzy chords and all that stuff that come back into the church somewhere around like the sixties and seventies. But they're taking it's being recycled from stuff that happened in the forties and fifties. Got you. And, I, I got you now. You know what I'm saying? Like we catching up. So, I so I feel like the church is always playing catch up with what's hot in culture. So could it not just be that since hip hop and Christian hip hop is so new to like generally that they don't know what to do with it? So they're like, let's just give it to the people who understand it, the kids. That could be it. I'm again because I, I ain't mean I, to, I ain't want to like shoot down your argument. No, no, you're saying. not shooting down, bro. We, we, we it's this whole thing is a conversation. It's not yeah. shooting down anything. That could be it. I'm not on that side. I'm just speaking from the the artist side of it. 
because I know you know me and my homies that that rap we've talked about this and it's yeah. like it just it's like we want the opportunity just just like you said the the praise of worship leaders they they I'm not gonna say that they go to mega churches just for the exposure but it is an exposure thing yeah so it's like we're trying to get our music out there too and it's like there's only what maybe even in the mega churches maybe 50 people kids in in, in in the um adult ministry yeah how many of those do how many of those people are do you think really going to support your music on a financial way they're going to listen to it yeah but it's like the, if, if we had the opportunity to perform in front of the congregation just like you said we maybe could get a couple more streams or people that's going to for a, a great example there's a hip-hop church i don't I can't, yeah i can't remember the name yeah, of the church um, in tampa yeah yeah Man, I, I hate you did this to me because I I could name them any they day of the week. Fest. We actually going to be there too. Fest. Shout out to uh, um, Pastor Pastor Tommy. Uh, Tommy. Yeah. Pastor Tommy. Yeah. Darnell. Shout out Crossover to Darnell. Crossover Church. There you go. Darnell. Crossover Church. Darnell is the Darnell Butler Temple. is the um, praise of worship. Well, he actually I think he just got a lead pastor role there too, if I'm not mistaken. Darnell I'm not Butler. Sure. Uh, excuse me for that, but we we performed there. That was probably our first time yeah. ever. And I've been doing cruises, what, 2013? I'm yeah. talking about AIDS now. But that's our first time. That was our first time ever performing in front of the congregation, yeah. not just a youth event or the youth. And that felt so good because afterwards, we sold out all of our merch. Yeah. People, they, they, they were um, eager to buy. We didn't have any physical copies, but people were playing our music. We did have our musical streaming platforms. We, we, we had like a little small... I don't want to say a follower, but people that were interested in us, but it helped us financially yeah. versus when we just go to the youth and just, all right, thank y'all for coming out type thing. So yeah. it's like, no, you want that same that. opportunity too. I dig that. And shout out again, shout out to Crossover because they've been doing that for years. Yeah, thank y'all. Um, they put on Lecrae and Trip. They put on KB. They put on a lot of um, uh, Social Club. They put on a lot of these Christian hip hop artists that we know of. And yeah, I do believe that if churches have bandwidth for that, they should they should do that. They should allow for um, they should allow for any artist to be able to use their gifts in front of the church, right? Uh, specifically, artists who are Christian hip hop artists, because it's so it's such a small you know playing field right. in that. So like your church should be the one thing promoting you. And what's crazy now that we're talking about this is. If like there are so many churches that get behind a worship CD or a worship artist that's there Correct. and push it as that, but they don't do the same. You're right. They don't do the same with a Christian like, I mean, artist. they would have a whole night for them. Yeah. Like, again, I'm not. Or like a live recording night. Correct. Or, you know, and then afterwards, like that. that artist would have their CDs yeah. and everybody that come out to the event, they support them financially. As yeah. an artist, that's appreciative it's like as christian hip-hop artists why can't we get that same love yeah um i mean you just broke up something we never thought of they, they, maybe they were playing catch-up they don't know what to do with i this. think i think that's very much it like I, I think a lot of churches just don't know what to do with it they're trying to appease to be honest they're trying to appease the people who are giving who are yep. serving who are constant and if if you're at a church where the people who are giving serving and consistent are the older people then it could get a little weird. You don't want to run them away. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, if you're playing to the younger people who are not giving, who are not serving, and not consistent, which that's not all the time. That's just, like, the usual, right? Correct. Um, then you're, like, appeasing the minority instead of majority. Man, it's, it's, it's you know, that gets a little weird to me. But I, but I get just, it. Just one more I time. Because, again, 
I don't know. I, I until this conversation, I never really thought about the importance of that. Across, I want to thank you, like, bro. Shout they, out to Cross. They literally like they had praise and worship before the pastor went up doing tithe offering for all three services. They had us come up perform during the tithe offering service right before Pastor Tommy came up. Yeah. That was so big, yeah. and it's like we've never had that done besides crossover. So thank y'all for doing that. Yeah. It, it, it meant a lot. So. Well, they'll do it at identity at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm not going to identity. Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so another part of that, though, is kind of like what I just said, in a, in a sense. Like, I think there are some pastors out there that just don't feel like if they have a Christian artist in their church, that that Christian artist is really a part of their church. Yep. You know, like they feel like, the Christian artist may just be there to get some teaching or in some cases, the Christian artist might be there to just receive some level of validation because it's easier to say, yeah, I'm legit. I'm a legit Christian artist. I go to such and such church, you know, rather than being a part of the body. So like, have you seen that? Like, what is that like? <laughs> How do you feel about that? How, what should the relationship be like between the church and a Christian artist? One, I think any artist, I th Christian artist rather, I think you should be a part of a church community serving um, above anything else. That that I think that's important. Um, in doing that, that's going to cause for good habits or good servitude when you're going to visit other churches or going to minister to other churches. I know from personal experiences going out to different churches say it is a youth night and they have three or four artists on the docket um if the artist goes up with their band or whatnot they do what they have to do and they out of there as soon as they get done performing yeah that's sad as me that's sad as the people that i rap with and just from watching that over the years and from listening to eric thomas um i know personally when i go out with the group of people that I rap with, we make sure well, if we can help it, we try to get there before they um, or even started the event to try to help serve before the event. We do our thing and we make sure we stay throughout the whole thing to support everyone that's there and to support the event. And afterwards, we, we do our best to try to serve afterwards. We feel like that's important because, again, we're Christians before we are artists. Right. And we want to serve. We, but as Byron is saying, I just know over the years going out to certain events, not all, but a lot of artists, is, you could tell that they're they're there to do their gifting and then they're out. And that's it, it saddens me. Yeah. I don't know if you had any, any personal experience on that. Well, um, I, I kind of do have some experiences on that. I want to give a I want to take some time to like make room for other people who have opinions on it. So I hit my boy King Chav up. Mm -hmm. He's a Christian hip hop artist. He is involved in a church. And I asked him the question. I wanted to see what his point of view was because different artists have different points of view about this particular thing. And what he said to me was, I think artists need to really be active participants in the local church. One, because it gives them responsibility and discipline. Uh, which you kind of spoke of and it also calls for accountability which a lot of artists currently lack like and being honest like artists are going on the road they're doing shows they're you know in studios and a lot of the times they don't have a good amount of accountability there for their life and he hits on that and then he says ideally it gives them a fellowship and a community to lean on when times are tough because you know 
as a Christian hip hop artist or a Christian artist, period, times get tough. Like you yeah. feel a lot of times, like, you know, you might get show money once, you know, for two months and then not get no show money. You might have to work at FedEx, you know, to fill the gaps in whatever's happening with your career. And you need a base to kind of lean on it that. But look, he gives the other side too, which I kind of like. He says the church, especially urban churches, need to be way more active in uplifting and promoting artists. Thanks. We are in an age of hip hop. It literally influences everything. It should be embraced and cultivated and not shunned or put on the back burner or as something for the kids. Shout out to King Chav. And this uh, was not planned, y'all. This was not planned. <laughs> I literally you. just opened the message and read it live. So. Yeah, I want to read one too. Okay, um, there's an artist on the come up. His name is Caleb Gordon. I don't actually want to. Re- I'll put it on the screen, yeah, yeah, just- but I, I give the general what he was saying. So, um, I asked him like, what was his experience as being a Christian hip hop artist, um, with the church? Like, what is your relationship? What is your the experiences that you have? And pretty much, um, his pastor helps him with his career right now. So he supports him in the career, and Caleb is also um, serving. Um, at the church that he's in, um, actually, when I put the the message up, he said he was rushing because he was in the middle of doing the front of the house mixing for the church. Wow! So he was he was trying to mix and you know type me at the same time, and he's on the come up right now. So he's serving his local body, and That's it show it shows in his music and um just in his life. If you follow him, so um Caleb Gordon. Yeah, that's super dope, man. Um, I love it. Uh, I. Truly, I truly want to see the relationship between the church and all artists improve. Like whether it's, you know, somebody who's just playing on a Sunday or whether it's somebody who is a singer, you might you might not even be a gospel singer. You might be an R&B or a uh, neo soul artist or a rock singer. I don't know. You could just anything like you. If you're an artist, I, I want to see the relationship be better between the artist and the church. You could be a Christian hip hop artist. I want to see the relationship between the, the church and those artists get better. And the way that they get better is that we actually embrace the fellowship that we have in Jesus. And we realize that we can't do this alone. Like none of us can do this alone. And that your gifting is not your identity. Mm-hmm. Your identity comes to Christ. So that what that does is say, I'm not looking at Ty as a rapper. I'm looking at Ty as a son of God, Correct. my brother in Christ. So everything doesn't fall on how, how Ty can serve me. Correct. It, it falls on how God allows for us to serve each other. Right. Um, and in the same sense, you need accountability just like I need accountability. You need to use your gifts well, just like I need to get use my gifts well. You need to be spotlighted for your gifts the same way I think the person who greets should be spotlighted in their gifts. So the person who does hospitality should be spotlighted in their gifts. So we got to do a better job, church. We got to do a, a better job. Oh, you go. My bad. You the artist. You the artist. Yeah, but we, and, and artists, please. Um, first off, if you are um, serving your body and you're really pushing yourself to be a better Christian first before an artist, I applaud you. Thank you for that. Continue to keep doing that. Continue to get the accountability that you need um, to do that. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like we were kind of coming at you, we weren't coming at you, but just take that as a. Nah, you know, I was coming at you, bro. <laughs> you need to be active. Oh uh, yeah, get no, but seriously, <laughs> get active. Like if you feel like, oh man, this kind of hurts, take that, pray about it, and you know, start 
I would definitely encourage um, getting involved with the local body. If yeah. you're not a part of a local body, if you are a part of a local body, see what you could do to serve more. Um, and 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 maybe maybe the church is not even the place for you to show off your gifts. Yeah, maybe you're in the body to just be a part of the body. I know a couple guys who, you know, they serve their churches, and it's not them doing what they do as a career. It's them exercising other gifts that they have inside the church. So maybe that's the way that you should go. I'm well. doing that at my church. Yeah, you're doing it. Like seriously, all right, we're gonna go deep. But yeah, just yeah. like don't don't be be focused on being a Christian first. I know that seems weird. Like the God that t- if you really chasing this thing out, what is for you is, is for you. I feel like I'm being on it. Oh. I know I, I caught myself. Oh, I, caught- <laughs> I need a drop church cliche. <laughs> But seriously, like if if you're if you're really seeking God and you're focusing on being a better man or woman to God first, what God has for your artistry, He He will open that door for you. So don't worry about that. If you're at your church and you feel like, as Byron is saying, that your gifting is not needed at that church, don't feel no type of way about that. Continue to serve at that church, and opportunities will come if that's what's supposed to happen. So yeah, yeah, and pastors, pastors, man, pay. Pay these musicians, man. If these musicians are putting in work, if they if it's a part time job for them, then you need to be paying for paying them, right? Like you need you need to bless them because if they're taking their time to ensure that the level of worship is at a certain uh, a certain place, I think you should pay them. Musicians, you should not be making your living off of a church, Facts. and you should not be making your living off of multiple churches. There's no biblical evidence for that. There is no biblical backing for that. The biblical backing for you as a musician actually is that you give yourself over to the church Mm. as a full time, like almost like a full time servant or a full time minister for that church. And in doing that, the church cares for your needs. So on both sides, we need to reshape how we're looking at this biblically so that we can work together and do the thing that is most important. Create a space where we are worshiping the God of the universe so um, so intimately that we don't even think about money. We're not even thinking about platform. We're not even thinking about whatever uh, strained relationships there might be within uh, the church and, and, and with artists. But we're thinking about Jesus and Jesus alone. So with that being said, because I, I know this is something I struggle with. I know this is something um Lamar Riddick struggle with just personally what with, with what Byron is saying still know your worth as an artist but remember you're serving first for example there's nothing wrong with having a rate but if a church is reaching out to you have your rate but if they can't make that option make that decision if you want to do it first or not but say they don't have the financial needs to Get what your rate is. Work with these people. If you feel like God is calling you to, um, I feel like don't just don't get so caught up in the, this is my rate, and if you can't do it, I can't. Like we're, we're serving first, so it's like if you can help out, as Byron is saying, you may not be able to do your full set, but still figure out something. Work with their budget to get there. That I just I, I know some some artists that they struggle with like should I charge for services this that, and the third. I think yeah. it, it's a it's a artists. case by case. Artists yeah. definitely charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, charge. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 get hoodwinked out here. Yeah. But 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 if you're a part of a church and you feel like this will bless the body, 
Like if this is like not a church you're visiting, I'm talking about like a church you're a member at. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. feel like this will bless the body. Like don't be afraid of just saying like, nah, I'm doing this for the body, right? Correct. So with that being said, I think we did good. You know what I'm saying? That's another episode of He's the Pastor. I'm the rapper podcast. Why My you got is, your mouth sideways? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tyvan, aka Tay the Crucifix, aka your pastor's favorite rapper. Yeah. We yeah. got Power Nell yeah. Cogdell over yeah. there. Yo, I'm about to rap. Go ahead. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Yo, thinking of a master plan. Now I'm thinking of my master's plan. I'm just thinking of my master, man. Oh, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> that I was, was going, hard. Hey, <laughs> hey, you're more than welcome to steal that. And hey, you can follow me at Byron L. Cogdale on everything. And guess what? I'm on TikTok now. Um, so y'all can follow me on TikTok, Byron L. Cogdale on TikTok. Um, and you can also follow identitydaytona.org. And look. You might be listening to this and you might say, you know, I love hearing these brothers talk. I love to hear them talk even more. I need to move to Daytona Beach and be a part of this new church plan that they are blessing this city with. Come down. Come to death row, as they say. Look, man, we'd love to have you. You got anything else? Yeah. Um, so on all social media platforms, it's I am Ty Van. Um, follow the hip hop collective I'm a part of. That's at crew, the number four. Jesus, also, this Friday, this July Friday. 2nd. Yes, sir. All right, let me be, hold on. Turn the music down, bro. This is, it, it, <laughs> this is funny. All right, so we record these things early. I just want to be real you with you. Tell I don't care because it's funny. It, bro, I don't care. Like, I think this week is going to be like July, June 26th. But it just feels weird saying, like, this Friday, my record is coming out. Because it's like two weeks from now. But July 2nd, I got a record coming out. I apologize. Stream that. You can pre-order right now on Apple. I just saw the, the, the link for it this morning. I got happy. So you can pre-order. It's 99 cents. That really supports your boy. We're just streaming if you ain't got the money to do it. It's called I Apologize. We out. Oh, yeah.